Hey guys, it's Ashley Silva. I've just celebrated the one year anniversary of my book, Do That Shit. Thank you to everyone who already has their copy. And as a thank you, I wanted to give you all the gift of an audio version. I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that you will share it with your family and friends. And I hope that you get out there and do that shit. Do that shit. A self-rediscovery journal. It's always the right time to rediscover yourself. By Ashley Brittany Silva. Dedication. This journal is dedicated to the most beautiful girl in the world, my daughter, Ashton. I am constantly inspired by the little lady you are at just now almost 11 years old. Your compassion for others, your sass, your willingness to help others, your dedication to dance, the way you support your friends. Yes, queen. Your random hugs, your encouragement, and the immeasurable confidence that you have in yourself pushes me to be a better person and woman. I love you more than you love me, and that's on period. And ain't nothing after period. P.S. I'm sorry for all the bad words in this book. Dear Fear, I've missed so much because of you. It won't happen again. Acknowledgements. I would like to thank my family, my children, Antonio and Ashton. I am so blessed that God chose me for you. You are my purpose and my saving grace. Thank you to my husband, Quick, for being my biggest motivator and teacher. You've taught me that being a hustler is the only way to go and that I have everything in me that I need to succeed. Hard work, dedication, and consistency. Mom, one of my biggest goals in life has always been to make you proud of me for simply being me. I hope that I've succeeded. To my sister, Tanisha, aka Pooh, thank you for being the best role model, WWPD. Thank you to my nieces, Diamond and Shania, for being the very first loves of my life. To my godparents and my god siblings, Sahara, Trine, Tia, and Kevin, for being my very first audiences. Whether it was my telling you about the latest celebrity news as a kid, making up song and dance routines, attending fashion shows, or us playing Apollo and Uno all summer break, blood would make us any closer. Alicia, thank you for always being there. Besides those two years, we didn't know each other. <laughs> you are the definition of a ride or die, a best friend, a sister. Catrice, thank you for your support and for coming into my life when I needed a friend like you the most. Simone, your strength, support, and loyalty are unmatched. Ricky, my day one, my brother, thank you for always encouraging me. Angela, thank you for helping me with everything from the kids to my website or just being a soundboard. Kendria, Dave, and Andrea, thank you for always giving me an added boost of confidence when I needed it. To all of my friends throughout my journey, for all of the life lessons we've experienced, they all shaped me to be the person I am today. And a major thank you to everyone who has ever supported me in all of my many endeavors over the years. You all have shown me that I am not someone who can be placed in a box. Disclaimer. I cuss a little bit. You've been warned. Heal at your own risk. Before you begin, know that this book is the byproduct of unapologetic manifestation. For once in my life, I discovered the carriage, freedom, and most importantly, the peace to do something for myself exactly the way that I wanted to do it. While it is true 
that outward appearances suggest to many that I've been living my best life, nothing could be further from the truth. I, like many women, have spent years trapped. I was held hostage by who I thought I was supposed to be, who the world told me I should be, and the traumatized little girl I had suffocated for far too long. It was not until a few years ago that I decided to take my life and my future into my own hands. And along that journey, I discovered I was not alone. Here's the hard truth that many are afraid to acknowledge. Women suffer in silence. Through facing this reality, I learned that I had to put myself first. So what does that mean? Putting yourself first means that you recognize you must fill your picture before pouring from it into others' cups. Let me also address the fact that putting yourself first does not mean to the detriment of others. For much of my life, my picture remained empty until I realized that something needed to change. This is my journey in learning self-love, how to heal, and finally fulfill my dreams. Through this story, I wish to give you the means to do the same. Read the journal prompts and affirmations provided and take the time to reflect on your journey. Let us start to fill your cup. Self-love and getting what you want out of life comes solely from you, not others. This book is for everyone and anyone, but as a woman, a black woman, I want to affirm this message. Too often, women are told to be confident, but not too confident. Told to use their voice, but don't be too loud. Told to be what and who they want to be, as long as it fits into what society deems acceptable. Fuck that. Do what you want. Do that shit. Journal prompt number one. On a day when you're feeling on top of the world, like the baddest bitch that ever walked this earth, looking good and feeling better, make a list of 20 things or more because, you know, you're a baddie that you love about yourself and your life. And on the days that you are feeling shitty or less than a baddie, pull that list out, look in the mirror and read that list out loud. Chapter one. It takes a village. How many times have you thought to yourself, I wish that time would slow down, that everything could just stop, stop so that I could figure out my life, my next steps, or what my purpose is. For me, that wish was granted in March 2020. The world stopped. Beyonce voice. COVID-19 swept the globe and forced most of us to take a seat from the hustle and bustle of our everyday lives. This gave us the wildly requested present of time. It may not have come packaged as nice and neatly as we'd hoped for, but like Aladdin and the genie, wish granted. We were stripped to the bare necessities and left with only time to prepare for our new norm, which hopefully included getting things previously put on the back burner done. Journal prompt number two. What did you do with the time given to you during quarantine? Outside of the selfless essential workers, Many of us spent our quarantine binge-watching TV, getting in some much-needed cleaning, napping, partying to DJs on Instagram Live, spending countless hours on TikTok, attending Zoom meetings, meditating, praying, and doing at-home workouts. Then throw in the scarcity of toilet paper, cleaning products, and hand sanitizer, face masks, gloves, the anxiety of grocery shopping, and homeschooling our kids with a glass or five of wine. 
Many of these things were a much needed wake up call to what had become our daily need to be busy, as if busy, successful, and productive are synonyms of one another. They are not. Journal prompt number three. How many of you took advantage of your much requested, I need more time to get all of the things I've been wanting to do for years, but just can't find the time to do it, done? Did you maximize this time? What do you wish you had done differently? Before we go any further, let me tell you a little bit about myself and why I decided to write this journal. I'm Ashley Silva, born and raised on the west side of Baltimore, Maryland. I grew up being book smart, and because of the neighborhood that I was raised in, and many of life situations I faced, street smart too. I'm a mom, a wife, a daughter, sister, aunt, friend, and so much more. I have read dozens of self-help books, some useful, some redundant, many boring, but not too many that truly elicit raw emotional reactions. No book told me exactly what was wrong and how to fix it. And especially there was no book that unlocked my deeply buried trauma and emotions. So after a five-year journey to rediscover myself and finally feel hopeful and dare I say happy, I decided that I needed to write my own mind-opening and spiritual awakening story that allows people like me to finally pick up a book that could truly change their lives. Journal prompt number four. The late great Maya Angelou once said, people do not grow up, they get older. Let that quote sit with you. What does it mean to you? Age and maturity are not the same. We can live to be 100 years old with all the wrinkles to match, yet we can mentally remain stagnant. Without mentally maturing, we're simply vessels of old age. When I reflected on my life, I realized that I was merely growing older. The years went by, the birthdays came and went, but my soul was only growing weary and tired. I have been exactly where you are. I was completely lost with what my purpose was in life. I mean, I thought I knew what my purpose was, but as the candles filled the birthday cakes, I lost faith in myself, my hopes, and my dreams. For so long, too long, I wasn't happy and struggling with so much of my own shit that I felt like I was drowning in it. I thought by this age, I would have reached my lifelong dreams of starring in a handful of movies and TV shows, and that I would now be the host of my own daytime talk show. But that wasn't the case. I barely graduated from high school after missing one too many days. Truthfully, it was a lot of days. I did not go directly to traditional college like most of my friends. At 18, I was working full-time, had bought my first car, and was helping with household bills. By 23, I was a wife, mom, and homeowner. I dabbled in and out of college with a list of completed psychology and fashion courses, as well as certifications earned in broadcasting and makeup artistry. But I was floating through life with no true direction. Since 2010, I've had two blogs and an online radio show. I currently have a podcast and lifestyle brand called Funtime Moms, a community for today's mothers navigating through parenthood. Over the years, I've helped many of my listeners and social media followers traverse their lives with my transparency and advice. I live in a nice house and drive a nice car. My Instagram page consists of a decent following with pictures of my smiling face, some cute outfits, 
my family, friends, and a few celebrities here and there. On the outside looking in, I was living the new American dream. But on the inside, I was empty as hell. I felt every unpossible there is. Unfulfilled, unaccomplished, unmotivated, unloved. I never felt like I was living the life I saw for myself when I was a young girl. I was just a wife and a mom with a pretty mundane routine. I would wake up, get the kids ready for school, go home, clean up, wash clothes, pick up the kids after school, do basketball and dance drop-offs, cook dinner, sleep, repeat. All of my aspirations were seemingly slipping away. Journal prompts number five. Be honest with your current self. Are you truly where you've always wanted to be? Do you feel any of the uns like I had? List them out. When my now husband and I seriously started dating, I was 20 years old with a full-time job, working in an office furniture store. I had just bought a Lexus, flat out with cash. Sooner than later, it died on me. And then I got a Hyundai that I affectionately named Sky. She's still the best car I've ever had. I was fresh out of broadcasting school and pursuing a career in broadcast entertainment. My now husband was a well-known local DJ and radio personality with a career that was skyrocketing. As soon as I turned 21, I landed a job in promotions with a talk sports radio station. Not the type of station I saw myself at, but it was a foot in the door and I was so excited. My duties were to set up at local bars and any other of the station's events. Only two months in, I found out I was pregnant. I was newly 21, pregnant, and early in my first serious relationship as an adult. I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I never saw myself as being a young mother, and I felt my dreams of stardom would be over once I became one. Since my now husband was also pushing toward his career, I thought he'd feel the same, that a baby would derail his career. But he was so excited to start a family. I was afraid and young, but we moved along and prepared to have a child. I tried to keep working, but the job required a lot of me. Lifting was heavy, and I was always exhausted. I would be in the club until 2 a.m. with drunk sports fans, and that was not really the place for a pregnant woman. So, I quit. I was 21, watching my friends be young, free 21-year-olds, living their lives, going out, partying, and getting their degrees. I was home alone and expecting a baby. My husband was working 10 to 15 hour days. I was constantly lonely, yearning for a life I watched others around me so freely live. There were days that I felt like a bug caught in a web of circumstances that I feared would force me to lose my life. Shortly after my son's birth, we moved a little over an hour away from our family and friends. Isolation became my new normal. Journal prompt number six. Are there circumstances you are currently facing that are affecting your daily life, your goals? How do they make you feel? Once my son was a year old, I enrolled him in a childcare center and went back to school. I convinced myself that I needed to put my dreams of having a career in broadcasting behind me. It was a demanding career that wasn't going to wait around for me or anyone else to get a babysitter. I decided to pursue something else that I found enjoyable. Fashion. I felt like this was a career I could do while being a mom that would not require too much time away from my son. For a while, things were going well, 
I enrolled in school majoring in fashion merchandising with a 4.0 GPA, but I was soon hit with another blow. I had to take a required class that overlapped with my son's pickup time from daycare. The roadblock I faced was a mountain I couldn't climb. My husband was always working, and I didn't have anyone else close by who could get my son and watch him for a few hours. We had just brought our first single-family home, so money was tight, and a nanny was out of the question. I had to drop out of school. There was no conversation about it or plan of action to find me help. It was over. I was then 23. No degree. No job. Sad as hell. Just a mom. Just a wife. I felt like a failure. This was not the life I planned for myself. To not have my career. To not achieve my own goals. To be a kept woman. To have to depend on my husband 100% financially. I had to ask my husband for money whenever I needed any and everything. I started to resent him. Nothing had changed in his life once we became parents. His career was flourishing. He was in high demand, and it seemed like every week he was presented with a great new opportunity. I was jealous. I resented him, and I hated myself. I hated my life. For years, I lived this way. And when I say years, I mean over a decade. I sat every day with a feeling of anger towards my situation. I was never given a choice, never consulted or considered. I was a mom, and that was all people expected me to be. So many women are expected to lose themselves within their status as a mother. Taking care of your child should be your only job, and if it's not, then you have to try extra hard to show that you can still be a good mother while working. The woman behind the mother disappears within herself. My husband worked extremely hard to provide a good life for our family, and I didn't complain for fear of seeming ungrateful. But my needs ceased to be met outside of material things. Over that decade of feeling lost and alone, I had another baby. A few years after the birth of my daughter, I overexhausted myself with my first blog, I Am Super Gorge, and I had a mental breakdown. I knew that I had to make a change in my life, seek help, and move in a different direction to save myself. Journal prompt number seven. If you are a mother, have you ever been able to relate to my experiences of feeling lonely and placed on the back burner? If you are not in the role of mother, what circumstances or situations create those feelings in you? Journal prompt number eight. Have others neglected your personal needs, goals, and desires? Have you neglected yourself? Affirmations. I am important. I am valuable. My goals and dreams are worthy of being attained. My needs deserve to be met. Journal 